All right, guys, welcome to the Once Upon a Time in Huntsville podcast hosted by yours truly, me, Sampley Baranaga. And you guys would not believe how many times I tried to sit down and do this today. So I, after I do some grocery shopping, I come in, I get my equipment out to do the podcast, I sit down, I get comfortable, and I, my next-door neighbor... Someone's at his door for like a solid 10 minutes. And I'm not going to say the real guy's name, but he sounded like uh, the teacher from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He was like like knocking like, Mr. Bueller? Mr. Bueller? Mr. Bueller? Like for 10 minutes straight, I wanted to walk out my door and be like, listen, he's he's not here. I don't know where he is, but he's not here. That stopped. And then I, uh, I I pick a folder to start recording on, and my other neighbor starts blasting out heart, so I have to listen to a Barracuda. You know, it's not that long of a song, but I'm starting to get a little frustrated, but I was like, you know what, they don't know I'm doing this. And then I try one more time, and my neighbor above me starts vacuuming their entire place, which uh, has never happened. Uh, so I'm glad that he or she is finally uh, cleaning their uh, <laughs> cleaning their carpet. But anyways, now I'm here. I waited like an extra five minutes just in case anything else started. But now I'm here, and you guys are ready to listen. Um, I have some exciting things I would like to talk about today. Uh, so no guests. It's just it's just me. Just like back in the good old days. Because uh, this season I I wanted to really primarily focus on guests and talking about the things that uh, they have coming out or the things that they've worked on that they're really excited about or getting really into their careers. And I and I feel like it's gone really well so far. The the chat that I had last week with Noah Winter, man, I he was just on fire. I lo- I loved having that conversation with him. Thank you to everyone that's um listened to not only that episode but all the episodes. It's awesome to see that every time I post a podcast, the views go up after every episode. So it seems like you guys are really enjoying it. Uh, feel free to uh, share it if you want. It's totally up to you, but I just want to say thank you again because I really do appreciate it. Um, anyways, I, I have some really exciting stuff I, I'd like to talk to you about today. Um, I have a couple projects coming out myself. And then I'd also like to talk about a TV show I've been watching and maybe some movies and maybe a couple books I've been reading. So uh, this is this is very much going to be a relaxed podcast. So the first thing I want to talk to you about, which I'm I'm so pumped, this Sunday night on Showtime. Um, let me look up the time too while I'm while I'm talking. Uh, a TV show that I worked on in New Orleans is coming out, and it's called Your Honor. It stars Brian Cranston. And he's also the executive producer. It also stars Hunter Duhan, who I'm going to have on this show uh, after a couple episodes come out. So sometime in January. So I'm I'm like super stoked about that. He's he's such a great guy. And it stars just an another um, an enormous uh, amount of talent. Um, but I play in the show. I play Hunter, Hunter's character's best friend, and his character's name is Adam. I play his best friend at school. And, okay, let's see. It comes on Showtime. Uh, uh, Showtime. Let's see. Where's Central Time? 
Let's see, because that's what I am. I'm in I'm in Huntsville, uh, Huntsville, Alabama, obviously. Um, ba, 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 ba. so 9 p.m. It looks like. Check your own time. Anyways, <laughs> it comes out on Showtime. So if you don't have a already paid subscription to that, you should uh, get a free trial or pay because it's definitely worth it. The show's gonna be good. I get invited to a, a virtual premiere, and uh, the cast and I assume some of the crew get to sit down and watch it from the comfort of our own homes. Me and my lovely fiance Aaron get to sit down and watch the first episode together. Guys, this is it's gonna be a good show. It's it's gonna be a pretty good show. Brian Cranston knocks it out of the park. Hunter Duhan knocks it out of the park. Really, I mean the whole cast is amazing. Um, the casting director, well, the local casting director was Megan Lewis, so I know everyone that, that, uh, worked, uh, uh, you know, ha- like myself, you know, uh, local Southeast actors, I know they're all gonna crush it, cause she, I mean, if you're an actor in the Southeast, and you don't know Megan Lewis's name, like, what are you doing? You're not auditioning for the quality stuff, she, she just always gets the good stuff, so I'm always blessed to go audition for her. Hey, maybe I can even talk about the, my audition process for your honor. If, if anyone out there is interested, who maybe they, they're not an actor or, or in the entertainment industry, but maybe they want to have an insight of what it's like to audition for a TV show like that. Uh, but I'm going to keep promoting the show a little bit more. I think, I think it's going to be a good, great show. I'm really blessed to be on it. I play Wesley. I'm in episodes two, four and eight uh, out of the ten episode series, it's a mini series, so it's just it's just one it's just one season, one and done, um, as far as I know, anyways. Maybe if it does really well, they'll say, hey, you know, why why would we only do one season of a show that did really well? Um, but that's up to the money makers. Uh, anyways, yeah, I'll, let me talk about uh the uh the audition process. Um, so it's it it's shot. I assume it all, 100% of it shot in um, New Orleans, which is in Louisiana. Um, and I get a C-mail, or, uh, which is uh, an actor's access email from my agent um, in New Orleans for it. And this was about, this was last year in August. And I saw it. I, it had Brian Cranston on it. I was like, I, I have to book this it's it's like there are not many rules that I audition for where I say oh I have to book this otherwise like I've missed a huge opportunity this is like one of the few and I was like I have to book this Brian Cranston it's gonna be great because I grew up watching Malcolm in the Middle and then like if you haven't seen Breaking Bad yet I, I don't know what you're doing with your life TV wise but um I was like I have to get this and it was a live audition which means that uh, I would have to drive six hours and 30 minutes out of my way to go audition. And, heck, I'm doing that for a Brian Cranston project. So I got my car. I believe Aaron came with me for the first audition, who was my lovely fiancé. Uh, I like saying fiancé. I can't wait to say wife. Have you ever heard of that John Mulaney bit where he's like, uh, I got married just so I could say wife? <laughs> He's one of my favorite comedians. You should check him out. That's that's a great bit he does. I'm I'm not gonna even do it because I'll I'll just mess it up. But uh, anyways, I get into the car. We drive down to New Orleans together. Six hours and thirty minutes. And this is a day trip, right? We're not you know we're not there and then staying a couple of days. We're going early in the morning. Hit my appointment time. I remember um, 
So we pull up on the side. I remember we took a picture. Actually, we took a picture of the Polaroid, and I have that picture in my wallet. It's a picture of her um, in front of Second um, Second Line uh, Studios, which is where uh, some of those casting directors operate and do their auditions and business and stuff. Anyways, so I remember we pull up. We take some pictures just for fun. I go in there, and, like, it's a, you know, it's not, it's not like a, an enormous audition. You know, it's... I mean, it's, it's at that point in time, it was just one. It was just one episode. It was just one. It wasn't a recurring role. It was just one episode, and um, it was about two pages long, which isn't too bad. Me, me, it was really cool because my character got to you know speak um, the most out of uh, the scene. So I was like, you know, it's, it's time to bring my A game. So I get up there. And uh, this is something I learned from Harrison Stone, where because uh, he turned me on to Megan Lewis, and and he was like, because he had targeted her for her projects for a long time, because she just she does quality stuff like True Detective, uh, and um, there's a bunch of movies I could just keep going. But anyways, um, I get up there. So what you do is you go in the lobby, you sign in, you have to sign your name, sign the agent, sign the role that you're auditioning for, then you sit down, and then she comes down in an elevator. And she says, you, 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 come with me. And then you go up with her into a hallway. And then whenever it's your time, you go into the her office. So what I do is, Harrison told me this, you should always um, not, not try to say anything to her, not try to impress her or anything. You go up there, you go to the end of the hallway, and you stretch because, like, you just... She has all these uh, posters of the projects she's done. They're huge. I mean, a listers are on this post on these posters. And it's kind of intimidating because you're like, "Oh, this is the real deal." But um, if you know what you're doing, it doesn't have to be intimidating. It can just be just a huge amount of fun. So you, you go down the hallway, you start stretching. So that's what I start doing. I don't have my script out. Um, I always have it with me just in case, but I don't have it out because you know I should know it by then. And I'm running the lines in my head, you know, whispering to myself as I stretch on the floor like everyone else is, like, sitting in chairs. And I'm on the floor, like, stretching. And I try to always go last just so um, I have just, you know, you never know when you can decide, you know, oh, this is how I should do it, actually, before you go in. You know, it can give you a, just a little bit of creative time and space. So, anyways, uh, the people I've gone up with, by the way, like are are not in my age range or they don't look anything like me so I know they're not auditioning for the same role I am for instance you know there was a you know 30 something black lady and then a you know 50 year old man with a mustache and then a younger kid so I was like okay that's that's good that way I don't have to you know you know no one up there asked me to run runs line with lines with them <laughs> No one would ask me to run lines with them uh, if we're auditioning for the same role because that, that can be awkward. It can be awkward either way, actually. But <laughs> anyway, so I go back there, and the uh, 50-year-old black man with the mustache, he has on this, like, uh, police uniform. So I'm like, oh, okay, he's auditioning for some sort of cop role on the TV show because it's, you know, about um, it's about a judge. So, you know, I made that. I'm a pretty smart guy. I made that. Uh, <laughs> I took those two puzzle pieces and put them together. <laughs> Pat myself on the back. And um you know, I'm 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 kinda doing my thing off in the corner and he goes and he's like, Hey, hey, hey and I'm like Is he running lines or is he talking to me? So I open my eyes, I look, he's like talking to me, he's like, Hey, you're gonna go next 
you know, and in my mind, I was like, uh, you can't tell me what I'm going to do. I'm going last. But something like came over me, obviously, you know, as the Holy Spirit, God, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a believer. So I was like, instead of saying no, you're out of your mind. I said, okay, okay, sure. And as I said that, the person who had just finished auditioning with Megan walked out and left. And she said, all right, who's next? She walks away. And so it's kind of like, you know, whoever goes in there goes in there. So I got up and I went in there. And um, I want to say this was like my third or fourth live audition with Megan. And it went extremely well. I think I, I, I did it two times. And she was like, all right, cool. You're done. I felt really good about it. And... um. I had my I had my backpack. I brought it in with me, and I was like putting it back on. She's like, "I'm so glad you didn't use that as a prop. Otherwise, I would have to tell you not to use that as a prop." And I was like, "Oh, I was like, oh yeah, like um, no, I wouldn't do that." Um, and she was like, "You'd be surprised how many like actors come in here and like bring props in and use them. It's crazy." I was like, "I was like, have you ever had any? And I, you know, I was just, it's very rare when Megan." like make small talk with you so i was like oh have you ever had someone like come in here and eat i bet that'd be terrible and she's like you wouldn't you wouldn't believe it i it's it's absolutely terrible and i was like oh yeah you know i guess you know people like brad pitt can get away with that but you know not not a southeast actors or whatever and, you know we laughed i started walking out and uh and i said that because brad pitt like eats in every single role in a film that's his like thing anyways there's nothing wrong with that but um so as I'm walking out, the guy dressed as a cop is coming in next, and he has a tuna fish sandwich wrapped in cellophane in his hand. And I had I had I had a split moment where I could have said, "Hey, buddy, you might want to leave that behind," but then I remembered what he said and how he made me uh, go ahead of him. You know, instead of him, him being the bigger man and just going in there if she called on him. So I was just like, you know what? Break a leg, buddy. I walked past and I said, break a leg. And I walked out and <laughs> I don't think he booked a role on the show. But anyways, so that was awesome. Drive back. Um, I want to say a week later, I get a call back for it. Uh, so I have to go back to New Orleans. And that's huge. I actually had to go by by myself because Aaron was unavailable. I think it was on a school day. School had already started. started. It was like late August, early September at this point. And I go back, and I was thinking to myself, man, I wonder if Brian Cranston is going to be in the room. I wonder if, like, Edward Berger, the director, is going to be in the room. I wonder if Peter Malfat, the writer, is going to be in the room. I was kind of, like, ex- super excited. And I was just trying to tell myself, like, don't overdo it. Just do the same thing. Just do the same thing as your audition. All you do is the only difference is that, like, those people are in the room with you, and they just want to see if you can do it again the same way. So I get there, and it is a packed house. Like before, there was only, like, a couple of us that went up the elevator, like three or four of us. Now it's, like, there's, like, you know, hundreds of people in And they were, like, moving them. Uh, I don't know if they shoot some there or they use that, like, studio as, like, a prop house either. I don't know. But they had a bunch of, like, guys moving, like, uh, filming equipment in and out, you know, lights, cameras, all this crazy stuff. So it was, like, crowded and crazy, but I was like, you know, just relax, relax. I sat in the first waiting room for about, like, an hour and 30 minutes. And then when I got up, I waited another hour. And when I, when I got up to the second before I go into her office, like, I saw every, everyone in that room now was, like, my age or a year younger or maybe two years younger, or, you know, a couple years older. So they were auditioning for Wesley. So it's, you know, that can be intimidating, but it really 
you know, it depends on your mindset. And I was just like, this is, I was like, I'm booking this role. This is mine. You know, you have to have that attitude as an actor. You you do have to be competitive to an extent. Now, you're, I'm not going in there and I'm not telling them all that. You know, I'm going to. I'm gonna be happy if they end up booking the role, but in that moment, you have to be like, "I'm I'm booking this role. I'm gonna do this." You know, I'm just going there and do your thing. Show them how it's done. That's why they want you here. They wanna they they are bringing you in here, so you can show them how it's done. So you have to have that mindset. And I went in there, and I I believe I want I know Megan of course was running the camera. Peter Moffat was there, the writer. Who, by the way. It's like so, so nice. Such a cool guy. Uh, maybe me and Hunter can talk about that when we do our podcast in January a little bit more. But um, Peter's just such a nice guy. Such a warm guy. Like he's the head writer. And I remember my first day on set, like we were talking in the lunch line. And like he was just talking to me like I was like, like, you know, just we were equal. It was just really cool. Just really cool guy. Um... And then two other producers were there. I can't really remember their names. It's kind of fuzzy. But I did my thing. You know, Peter Peter is a, um, I believe he's English. That's what he sounds like. I'll, I'll look it up just to make sure. Because you never know with those wily accents. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Peter Moffat. Yeah, English playwright and screenwriter. I, I, you just got to be sure, you know. Um... Anyways, uh, so he's English, and so um, I do my thing, you know, uh, and uh, you know, it's supposed to, th- this character is very humorous, you know, he's 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 definitely a goofy light within this dark, gritty drama about you know murder and politics and all that sort of stuff, and um, I remember being done, and I looking at him, he just nods his head and goes, hmm, very funny. And in that moment, I was like, oh, I booked it. Like, he didn't laugh. It didn't look like he found it hilarious in in one bit, but he said, very funny. And I was like, ah, oh, he's a Brit. He definitely thought that was hilarious, but he's just not going to, like, he, you know, he's just honest. He doesn't need to overdo himself. And I thought that was really cool, and I left. I felt super confident about it. And then I think a couple weeks later, I found out I booked it. And I remember Aaron and I were having dinner at her, her house, and I think we were eating spaghetti. Not that that's important to the story. But um, uh, I got the message from my agent saying that I booked it, and I was there. I just burst into tears because I was like, "Brian, you know, that's Brian Cranston." And then the fact that it ended up being in three episodes and not just one, like that's uh, God has blessed me. God, God blessed me there. None of that was me. That was you know, I'm not you know, I'm not saying this so I can brag, but I'm just I'm telling you guys this because this is what the process is like. You have to drive a lot as an actor. You have to be prepared for, you know, mental games and other people messing with you. But um, I'm I'm super glad that God blessed me with, you know, Aaron to go with me on that one. And I, th- I feel like I'm making an Oscar speech right now. Anyways, I, I'm just super blessed. And shoot, I, I, it will be really fun to talk to uh, Hunter about uh, the episodes I shot. Because every scene I shot, uh, he's in. So, because um, you never see my character outside the school without him. Uh, and Hunter's a really cool guy. He'll be an awesome guest. Um, so, Your Honor, Sundays, Sundays nights on Showtimes, check it out. Um, it would mean a lot to me. Uh, I'm sure if you follow me on Instagram, you already know all this information <laughs> because I've been just been posting story after story after story. Because I'm really excited. It's, I mean, I've been on TV before, but I mean, this is like, this is like quality, and I'm really excited about that. And 
I, I'm just really excited. Um, and then this was really cool. I found out two movies that I'm in are coming out on the same day in theaters and on a VOD, virtual on demand. Um, one of them is called Our Our Friend, which stars Oscar winner Casey Affleck, uh, Dakota Johnson, and the hilarious Jason Segel. Uh, who I get to work with in my scenes. That comes out on January 22nd. I can't remember if I said it. January 22nd is in theaters or VOD, so you got to go check that out. I'm I'm super excited for that one. Like, I, um, that was what? I auditioned for that back in, like, 2018, and then I booked it in twenty early 2019, I think. And at the time, I didn't know who I was, like, going to be working with because they hadn't announced who uh, they hadn't announced yet who um was playing who and i remember seeing like i think it was a hollywood hollywood uh, reporter article or it was deadline and they were like you know the three names i just mentioned were in it i was like oh my gosh i'm going to work with, like one of those people and i ended up getting to meet all three i ended up working actually like working with Jason Siegel and then meeting just Casey Affleck and Dakota Johnson. But that film, like, <laughs> has such a special place in my heart. I only worked one day on it, but I have three scenes in the movie, so I'm super excited about that. I get to improvise with Jason Siegel, like, the director, Gabriella uh, Kalthverweight, who did um, the uh, really huge documentary Blackfish. And then she also did a film called Megan Levy, which is uh, about, um, uh, oh, I've, is it, no, it's not Rooney, is it Kate Mara or Rooney Mara? Uh, it's Kate Mar. She she's in uh the army and it's about like her and her dog. Uh, it's just it's it's, it's a good movie. Gabriella was just oh my gosh, she's just like so awesome. As soon as I got on set, like kind of like when I was say with Peter, she didn't treat me as like a day player. She treated me like I was part of the cast and I'd been there for months working with them. And I was just like, man, this this cast is just awesome. Um, Jason was just such a nice guy. Uh, Casey Affleck, extremely shy, like extremely shy, but so nice. And Dakota Johnson, she just seemed like a ray of sunshine. Everyone, you know, was, um, I, I met her at the rap party and she just, everyone just, you know, she was just shining on people and that's awesome. But, uh, I'm really excited about that one. That one is about a true story about the Teague family where Casey Affleck and Dakota Johnson play this this married couple and Dakota Johnson's character unfortunately um uh has a form of cancer and she doesn't have much time so Jason Siegel plays this character named Dane who essentially quits his job moves his whole life over there and starts taking care of her because uh Casey Affleck's character Matthew cannot because he's a journalist and he has to go to other countries to do his work so he can pay the bills and it's based on a true story, like I said. It's super sad, but it's also super funny. Uh, I got to read the whole script, which actually surprised me. They sent me the full script, and I got to read it uh, in preparation for my character named Kenny, uh, Kenny Woods. <laughs> um, and uh, it was it was a lot of fun to work on that. I actually based a that performance off of a, a coworker that I worked with at a bookstore. Um, which actually I went to the other day because I uh, you can um, like sell your stuff back to them for like store credit or for cash. I was just doing it cause I needed to get rid of there's I just had a bunch of like PS three games I didn't need. So, um, I went and took them back there and I, had, I haven't worked there in like three years. And while I'm waiting for them to like assess, you know, the monetary value to my old, like 10 year old video games, I was walking around and I saw they still had a, um, a review from me left there for La La Land. 
And for a second there, I was like, oh, that's so sweet. They left that there because, like, they must have loved me as an employee. And then I realized that none of the management I worked with was there and none of the people I worked with were still there. So it was just, a you know, an act of, you know, being lazy <laughs> and not replacing it. And I was like, ah, you know, it's it's still nice, though. Uh, um, am I becoming too cynical as I grow? I don't know. Um, but uh, our friend, check it out, January 22nd. Um, the trailer came out, too, and I think I posted it on my social media, so go check that out. It, it looks like a lot of fun. And um, working with Jason Siegel, he taught me so much um, that night. He just was so loose and relaxed, and we just there, we did so many takes where we were just laughing and just having fun. And, uh, yeah, that was a blast. And then I got invited to the rap party, uh, which was really cool, where I got to um, play ping pong with Casey Affleck and his two sons. I'm not going to say their names. Uh, I don't know if that's known or not. Uh, but um, And I got to meet like Casey Affleck's buddy was there. And he's a writer. And we, me and him like were talking the whole night. That was such a great night. Uh, because no one was like, I'm better than you. It was just like everyone was having fun. It was really cool. So if you're an actor and you don't want to go to the rap parties, go to the rap parties. They're, they're definitely worth it. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying not to say um. Um, 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 um. But I keep doing it. You know, they say you shouldn't say that on radio, but like, oh, I'm not perfect. Like, is it going to ruin, if that ruins your day, or if you say, ah, oh, that podcast, he says um too much. Like, I don't want you listening to my podcast anyways. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. The other one, Breaking News in Yuba County, which I'm kind of confused that they're releasing, actually, because there hasn't been really any marketing for it at all. It's directed by Tate Taylor, who's done, uh, he did um, Get On Up with Chadwick Boseman, rest in peace. He did The Help with Viola Davis and Octavia Spencer, Allison Janney, who I worked with on the film. And then he also did Ma with uh, Octavia Spencer and Allison Janney, which I saw which I saw in preparation for working with him because I actually saw it in Mississippi where I was shooting the day before I shot. I worked two days on – no, I did. I worked two or three days on that one. Um, I play Becker, a – I don't know. Well, there's, I don't I don't even know if I want to say. I mean, that's like on in, or not on Instagram. That's on IMDb. But I, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say anything more about that until like a trailer trailer drops or whatever. But I did get to work with Regina Hall, who, my word is she she's hilarious, and then I also got to work with Allison Janney. Like I got to watch her perform, and oh man, I can't say I don't want to say anything because I don't want to get in trouble. I mean, I doubt anyone's <laughs> gonna listen to this podcast and get mad at me, but. Uh, I don't want to say anything until like a trailer comes out, but that one also comes out January 22nd in theaters and on VOD virtual on demand. So you'll have to check out your honor on Showtime, our friend breaking news in Yuba County. Uh, oh, and breaking news in Yuba County is about it. I can say this much because it's on IMDb. It's about, um, Allison Janney's character finds out that her husband of many years has cheated on her and he, he, um, ends up dying. I'm going to say how. And she hides the body and has to figure out what to do next. It sounds like a fun thriller comedy. Oh, Mila Kunis is also in it. She is playing a reporter. And Regina Hall plays a police officer. I need to drink some water. Oh, man. That's that's cold water. All right. I'm done talking about myself for now. I, I That's like almost 30 minutes of talking about myself. I don't know if I could go any longer. I probably could, honestly. I'm just trying to appear humble. Um, 
What have you guys been watching on TV recently? I've been watching... I finally convinced myself to watch Cobra Kai on Netflix, which is um, the... Uh, I don't sequel spinoff to the first Karate Kid or the, I guess the first three Karate Kids, the ones with Ralph Macchio is what I'm trying to say. Uh, so I saw like it was huge earlier this year and people were talking about it and I had watched the trailer for the first season. I, di- I didn't really seem too impressed with it. And then Aaron and I, my lovely fiance, soon to be wife, um, uh, <laughs> Uh, we watched The Karate Kid because she had never seen it. She told me she'd never seen it. I was like, oh, we got to watch it. So we watched The Karate Kid. And I was like, man, I should I should check out Cobra Kai. I should just watch a couple episodes. Like, because that's my age range. I should, I mean, I should try to be aiming, you know, get an audition for it. So I was like, yeah, I'll watch it. So I um, watched the first season. And I was like, ah, okay. Like, it's, it, it's dumb, but it, it knows that it's dumb. And that makes it okay. It's it's just pure entertainment. There, it's 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 awesome. I really enjoyed it. It's just great fight scenes, really great lines, um, and um, Ralph Macchio, and um, what's his name? Why do I always forget his name? The main guy who plays Johnny Lawrence. What is his name? The actor's name. I gotta look this up. This is going to kill me. I should know this. I'm in like deep in season two. Okay, Wikipedia wants me to pay them. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, as I'm asking you guys to donate to this podcast near the end of it. Oh, William Zabka. I knew I could say that. Uh, who, dude, he's so great. Him and Ralph Macchio are like great. And they have, um, in the scenes that they're in together, because most of it's like, it shows what they're doing. At the same time, but apart, what they're doing, uh, when when they are together, it's they're great. Um, and YouTube Red, I believe, did the first two seasons, and it's like of of good quality. I think that's why I didn't check it out the first time. I was like, YouTube is producing it or distributing distributing <laughs> distributing it. Um, why would I watch you know that? And then Netflix is doing the third season. It's acquired the rights and. But the the, t- the first two seasons look look great, sound great, the editing's great, um, the cinematography's great. I, I, it's just a fun show. Uh, I've been really enjoying it because I don't have to sit down and you know piece things together. It's just kind of I can just enjoy it. Um, it's definitely a popcorn TV show, just something you can you know watch and enjoy and not have to think much about. It's kind of nice to mix it up uh, now and then. But um. Yeah, I, I I recommend it. I saw someone I respect on Facebook saying that that, that uh, Josh Peterson, who I'd like to have in the show, so we can talk Lord of the Rings, because he he was actually my first acting teacher. Um, he was you know praising it on Facebook. I believe it was him. And then my old history teacher, Coach Hughes, was talking about it, and I was like, you know, what? I I respect both of their opinions. I, I'll I'll check it out. So that's what I've been watching. Um. Oh, I've been reading. I've been re I've been rereading a lot, but I also read this. I don't know if there are any aspiring writers listening out there, but I I read this great book that was recommended to me off of a YouTube channel I watch called Lessons from the Screenplay. 
you should go check out that YouTube channel. They do like film essays. They even or just really story essays because they they break down TV shows like True Detective. They do movies like The Social Network to you know the Avengers, and then they have they've also done video games like The Witcher Three, The Last of Us. Uh, they just break down story and analyze story. And one of the books that he references or refers to a lot is a book called uh, The Anatomy of Story by John Truby. So if you're an aspiring writer. Or someone who feels like they don't really have, or they get stuck a lot when they're writing. I I highly recommend you go check that book out. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's only like four hundred pages. It's not too long. One one of the main things. I mean, it's like any other book. It's very much like Sid Field's screenplay or Robert McKee's. Um, uh, what is his book called? I read it this year. I can't remember. Robert McKee's. Dang it! What is it called? Let me look up on my laptop. Thank gosh, I have my laptop on today. Some, most of the times I don't. I have to look on my phone. Robert McKee. Oh, of course, my keyboard's going to be all sticky, so I have to... McKee, come on. Uh, Robert McKee, what is his book called? Da, 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 story. Story, style, and structure. Wow, I can't believe I forgot that. Robert McKee's story. Um... It's 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 very much like that those books, which is funny because John Truby you know, at the start of the book he's like I'm not like those books at all, and then you read it and you're like well yeah you are except you know a couple minor differences or you use synonyms for what they've said. But one one of the cool really cool things that he does really well is he breaks down symbols used in film and television and story, which was really cool. Um, he talks about a little bit more about callbacks. Um, and then he also does, he he also explains something really cool which I had never heard before, which was the uh, the four corners of opposition, which kind of helps you um, explain not explain I'm trying to think of another word sorry um, what is the word I'm looking for my oh, word kind of helps you I uh, dig a little bit more create a little bit more depth of your protagonist and your antagonist by comparing them and contrasting them. Um, not only one protagonist, or I'm sorry, not only one of the intent and and oh my gosh, not only one of the antagonists, but all of the antagonists. Sample it, get it together. Let me you know. Maybe if I took another sip of water, I'd be I'd be fine. Just just one second. So, John Truby's The Anatomy of Story. You guys should go check it out. I I bought it at Barnes Noble for like twenty bucks. I bet it's even cheaper on Amazon. Highly recommend it. Um, what else have I been reading? I read The Art of Acting by Stella Adler. I re I re read that uh, just because that's one I I like to read every year. She is just she's awesome. Um, if you're an actor, you should go check that out. And then oh, uh, Aaron and I because she had never seen because Noah Noah Winter and I talked about a little bit about Blade Runner, the themes of Blade Runner. Uh, and Blade Runner 2049. Aaron and I, or I'm sorry, Aaron has never seen those, so we re, uh, I watched Blade Runner with her. I didn't think she'd like it, but she really, really liked it, which I, I thought was great. And man, that movie is so great. The cinematography is so good. The world building is so good. It's so atmospheric. Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford is such an underrated actor. I mean, how, like, look at, just look at him. How often is it that you get to play so many iconic characters? Indiana Jones. Like, I'm not just talking iconic. I'm talking about all-time great characters. Indiana Jones, Han Solo, Rick Deckard. 
he like those are three iconic characters in all different forms of uh, genres. You know, action adventure, sci-fi fantasy, and then um, sci-fi noir film slash thriller. I would say is what Blade Runner is. Um, man, he's he's so good, and he never he never overdoes it, and he's so subtle, he's so natural, and he's so good as Rick Deckard in um, Blade Runner. Under, underrated performance for sure. When that uh that moment at the end where he looks at the origami unicorn, and you can just see him realize everything, and he smiles and he leaves us oh, so good, and yeah, and when I when I'm talking about Blade Runner, I'm talking about the final cut, not the uh, theatrical release, which I don't think Ridley Scott is a big fan of. Uh, fun fact: Ridley Scott uh is one of the producers of the movie Our Friend, so that's kind of cool that Ridley Scott has has seen my face in a movie if I made the cut. <laughs> Hopefully, I did. Um, if not, then forget everything I said about the past three things. Um, yeah, you, if you haven't seen Blade Runner, you have to go watch it. It's, it's on, is it on Netflix? It might be on HBO Max, which I think is, oh my gosh, did you see that? Did you see HBO Max's deal with, um, Warner? I usually don't talk about, like, stuff like that, but that's, that's a pretty big deal. I'm, I'm gonna look it up right now. Um, but news HBO Max Warner Bros isn't just sending movies to HBO Max. A blah blah blah. Uh oh, okay. So you can't watch it with a free trial. You have to be paying. That's what it looks like right now on the news that I'm reading. So Dune is gonna be on there. Matrix Four, the new Wonder Woman, the new Suicide Squad, the sorry, the Suicide Squad. Tom and Jerry didn't even know they were making a Tom and Jerry movie. I'm still going to go see Dune in theaters because why would I want to watch it on my TV at home? But if if I can watch the Wonder Woman movie or I, I'll watch it at home. Me and Aaron went and saw the first one. I, I wasn't that big of a fan of the first Wonder Woman. I thought it was like like almost word for word, like story-wise, script-wise. It was almost word for word like Captain America, the first Avenger. It was just weird. It was, they were too similar. I've only seen it once though, so maybe I need to go rewatch it. But I thought, I—I th- I mean, it was definitely good. I just wasn't like everyone else was acting like it was like the best thing since Citizen Kane. I was like, whoa, 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 let's hold on, guys. I think they just reacted that way because all the DC movies prior to that, you know, in the Snyderverse or whatever, were absolutely hot garbage. Um. And if you like those movies, I'm not making fun of you. You can like those, but as an as as an art form, they're not very good. I'm sorry. I'm gonna be snobby. I'm gonna be snobby about that. Um, that's interesting. That's gonna change movies. Uh, anyone listen? Listening? Do you have have you guys gone to the movie theaters this year? I was actually I taped someone's audition earlier this morning, and they we I don't know we started talking about movie theaters. And um, isn't it insane how, like, last year was one of the best years for movies, like, ever? Like, just look at all the movies that came out last year. Um, I'm just going to list off all the ones I saw in theaters. 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I saw that, I think, twice or three times. Little Women, Waves, underrated film, Parasite, which won Best Picture, Um, Uncut Gems, I saw in theaters by myself. Um, A Hidden Life, Terrence Malick. Saw that in theaters. That was an amazing film. Um, I'm trying to think what was nominated last year. Oh, Ford vs. Ferrari. I thought that was a great one. 
I saw that in theaters. Um, like, and I could, I mean, I could keep going. I'm just running. <laughs> uh, I'm going to look it up. 2019. 2019 films. Because there's some I'm forgetting about that are just like, like last year was an insane year for movies. Like, an unbelievable amount of films came out last year that were just like amazing. Like, we're so, so good. Um, let's see. 1917, I already said that one. Honey Boy came out, which I watched on Amazon Prime. Um, The Irishman, duh, which came out on Netflix. Um, I saw Ad Astra. I wasn't a big fan of that. Oh, The Peanut Butter Falcon, which was so, so, so sweet and good. El Camino with um, Aaron Paul, which was the, uh, I guess, sort of kind of sequel to Breaking Bad, which was really good. The Lighthouse I saw with Jake Austin Walker in Texas. Uh, we both really enjoyed that one. Oh, and A Beautiful beautiful Day in My Neighborhood, or A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood with Tom Hanks. Uh, such That was, oh man, that, that film had me in like tears in the first like 15 minutes. That that was a great one. And I loved how they did like all the exteriors as if um, it were on the show. Um, that, yeah, that was an underrated film. So many great movies come out last year. Almost too good to be true, and now we find out it was because of this year. I only I've only been to the theaters once. Um, to see, well, I guess to be fair, I saw nineteen seventeen and a Hidden Life in twenty twenty, but they were two thousand nineteen films. But the only twenty twenty film I've seen in theaters was Tenet, which I highly recommend. You need to see in theaters before it's gone in theaters because that movie's supposed to be seen on the big screen. I don't think I ever got around to talking to that about that one actually, um, but it was really, 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 really overwhelming in a good way. Like I need to go see it again. Um, I think it comes out on Blu-ray this month, so I'm gonna have to pick it up. I it was it was very hard to follow. Christopher Nolan films are like that, but usually I can pick up on it the first time I watch it. But this one, I I was lost, but I still had a great time overall, and I. I recommend it. Um, speaking of December, what are your favorite Christmas movies? Why don't you go and uh, slide in um, the DMs of Once Upon a Time and Hollywood's... Uh, not Hollywood. Gosh dang it. <laughs> Once Upon a Time and Huntsville's uh, Instagram, which is, I believe, uh, HSV Podcast. I believe that is. Let me. You know what? I'm going to have to look that up. I'm going to have to check that on my phone. Uh, by the way, thank you guys for following that. I've been trying to post like cool film stories all the time. Um, oops, I had my phone on silent. Aaron texted me like an, almost an hour ago. Oops, ay ay ay. Let me. <laughs> uh, you what? Um, let me see what that Instagram handle is. That way, you guys go follow it. Yeah, HSV Podcast. You guys could go, which is, you know, short for a Huntsville podcast. Um, I appreciate you guys following it. That means a lot to me. Or follow my um, my Instagram, which is Ginger Bear Naga. Um, where it's, I mean, really, it's just pictures of me and my fiance. And sometimes I talk about the projects I've done. Rarely I do. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, favorite Christmas movies. Uh, a good friend of mine posted that on his story, Aaron Scott, who I worked with a while ago, who's he's a really great um, director. Um, and he posted, what's your favorite um, Christmas movies? And I answered, my guilty, pre- my guilty pleasure 
is a jingle all the way with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad, which actually, funny enough, Harrison Stone shares the uh, same. He, he has that movie in his heart, too. I always grew up watching that with my dad and my brothers and my sisters and my mom. I, I could have just said my family. <laughs> Uh, my family, and it's just it. Yeah, it's it's terrible, but it's like a good terrible. Like it's just fun and silly. And Schwarzenegger, weirdly enough, gives a great comedic performance, and Sinbad's hilarious because you know they're trying to go after that uh, the Turbo Man toy for their son, and it's wacky and weird, but it it works in some '90s way. Um, but I mean, if we're talking about the goat, you um. Like you know, greatest of all time. Like really mean Christmas films. You got to go with Christmas Story. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life or National Lampoon Christmas Vacation. I mean those, those are like some of the best. Easily. What are yours? Let me know if, or just watch them with your family. Hopefully, or watch them by yourself if you're still quarantining, because uh, because of the COVID. Uh. I, I don't like to mention that on the podcast because I just like to keep it about film and TV and, of course, about myself. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's inevitable. But um, this this is a podcast solo. It's going to be shorter than uh, the usual ones are. Next week, I'm, I'm supposed to have Mr. Bailey Miller and Mr. Slade. Um, oh, my neck. I got a crick in my neck. Um, what is Slade's last name? <laughs> Why am I blanking on that? I have him in my phone as Slade Weedy, which is the character he plays in 12 Mighty Orphans. Slade Monroe. Ah, I feel bad. I'm so glad I remember that before I had to look it up. Um, <laughs> hope he doesn't listen to this one before I interviewed him uh, next week. I'm supposed to have both of them on at the same time, so that's going to be a great, great, great discussion. Um, I both worked with them on 12 Mighty Orphans. Slade Monroe plays Weedy, the quarterback of our team, and... Um, that are just working with him was such a blast. And then Bailey plays. Um, oh my gosh, what is his character? Miller, Miller, that's his character's name. Oh, I, f- I guess I forget names with the letter M. That, that, anyways, he plays Miller in the film. Uh, who I, bl- I from my memory, played guard, and defensive tackle. Yeah, he's a great actor too. Uh, they both are, of course, and they're just both easy to talk to, just chill guys. My voice kind of cracked there. Um, I hope the microphone didn't pick up on that. Um, anyways, yeah, I'm having them on next week. Should be a good a uh, good time. And that one will be a, a little bit longer than this one. But I hope you enjoyed my rambling. I hope you're um, going to check out those projects I mentioned. If not, I mean, I won't know. You know, so <laughs> doesn't bother me. But uh, it'd be cool if you did. Um but I got to I got to go because I got to I got to tape an audition myself. So praise God for that. It seems like some things are picking up slowly uh, in the entertainment industry. I hope everything you know else is picking up for you guys and whatever else you do that that you're listening. And if not, then I'll be praying for you guys. But uh, God bless. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you ever feel like sharing the podcast, go ahead and do it. You don't need my permission. If you'd like donating to the podcast, go ahead and do it. It's easy. I actually included a link on my um, on the HSV podcast where you just click it, and if you scroll down, it gives you the option to donate a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, or whatever you want. Just because uh, it, you know, it help make to do this podcast a little bit easier, get a little better equipment over time, and yeah, I'm really excited for the rest of this season. Uh, thanks again for listening, and have a lovely week. Bye. <laughs>